if it wasn't for boxing, I don't think I would have been taking my studies seriously. Like, boxing has done so much for me in general. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fighters in the Making, the show in which we talk to ordinary people who've made the extraordinary decision to be involved in boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, or any other martial art, because anybody willing to be punched in the face must be a bit special. Today, I'm delighted to welcome on the show Quinlan Ko. Quinlan is an amateur boxer and a training partner of mine at Elite. He's by far the youngest guest on the show, and at 17 years old, he reminds me every day that not only am I twice his age, but that he can really kick my ass. Quinlan is probably one of the guys in the gym that has uh, the biggest heart, and we'll talk later about his record in our short cage training. So with that out of the way, and with the introduction done, uh, hey Quinn, how are you? How are you doing today? Oh, I feel great, man. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on a Friday night. Um, and, and taking the time off out of the MMA class to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to actually come... Still haven't done it yet, sadly. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, actually, it's really fun. You, you, I'm sorry I'm taking you uh, away from the class oh, for no, this it's week. It's all good, man. All good. All right. Well, so I think you by now have gotten a little bit of a taste from the, the show. Uh, the first few episodes have come out and uh, I think you, you have a bit of an idea, but... Uh, For those of you who might not be familiar with the, the show, the, the purpose of this discussion is to explore a little bit uh, ordinary people's journey through martial arts and what lies a bit beyond the obvious. Uh, essentially, what I always say is if we wanted to have the perfect physique, we would be lifting heavy weights in the gym, not getting punched in the face or hitting the heavy bag. So there must be something more to boxing than just uh, trying to implement a, a better cardio. So that was a little bit uh, uh, what I had uh, in mind for our discussion today. Um, before I forget anything, you are pretty busy at the moment. You have a fight coming up, right? Uh, yeah, I'm fighting a coach from Spartans. Uh, Bukit Tima. Oh, wow. I was really surprised when I first heard it. When I first heard it, I was actually like super nervous because <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like this guy has like way more experience than me. Like this guy does it as his job. Oh, wow. I, I'm like a normal guy that just got into boxing. He, so it's like, it's like a different feeling, you know? Sure. So, yeah. it, this is going to be at the um, Legends uh, uh, sparring, uh, sparring, right? The 10th one, yeah. Wow. So that's on 20th of 20th May, 20th of May, yeah. All right, well, if anybody listens to this show, I think this episode will be uh, online uh, uh, in the first part of the month. So get your tickets, go and, and support Quinn uh, in fighting against. So the guy is, tell me more, like the, the guy is basically your opponent is is a, a trainer at another gym, is he? Yeah, he's a personal trainer at Spartans Bukit Tima. Oh. Um, mostly I think he focuses on like basic fitness not i don't know too much about his technique i don't know who too much about his skills like when i try to research on him it's just very minimal clips of him so yeah wow okay so you're doing your research that's interesting you know it's it's so funny how uh even now in a sense uh, there is much more content on your opponents i'm sure that only you know five ten years ago it was a completely different ball game when you were training for a fight how how do you approach it actually um i think when while i was signing the form i'm not too sure like i put below two years experience so maybe that's why they paired me up with a guy with like this much of an experience level but then like i've been doing this for like ser taking this seriously for around like maybe five six months <laughs> yeah so What? like yeah Well, you're doing good. I mean, don't don't uh, uh, don't be too uh, too stressed. Uh, I've, we've been sparring together for a while, and uh, I can testify that uh, first of all, you your technique is pretty is pretty on point. Uh, I mean, again, 
for the benefit of the listeners, we're not Mike Tyson, huh? We're uh, yeah. amateur people. <laughs> we we only started a few months, a few years ago. So so don't don't laugh at us. Just we're, we're just really enjoying the the journey, lah. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I'd prefer to get it out of the way before people uh, think we we take ourselves too seriously. But the reality is that, and that's something I've said before as well. Um, when you're stepping in a ring, it's for real. And it doesn't matter if you've been training six months, two years, 10 years, or a lifetime. When you walk in a ring, all bets are off. I mean, anybody can get hurt. It's, it's a fight at the end of the day. So being serious about your preparation, being serious about uh, trying to, to prepare the best that you can to adapt to, to your opponent's technique, that's, that's real. Like... How how are you doing at the moment? You you must be uh, uh, starting uh, to to be really training hard for if the fight is twentieth of May. We're recording this on twenty eighth of April. So yeah, um, getting into the topic of like getting in the ring, both of us actually uh, fought on the same day. Yeah, if you can remember, yeah. And when you step in the ring for the first time, I think it's like I used to do breakdowns back in secondary school mm. so then it's kind of like a very similar feeling you know with the crowd and like everything is like it's like all the pressures on you I felt like super far-sighted when I got in the ring because mm. of my nerves yeah but then for this one I feel like it's gonna be much different because I've prepared way better now in terms mm. of diet in terms of physical activity Mm. In terms of the people inspiring with, I'm definitely much more ready for this fight now. And I think you, you, uh, one thing in in the training, I think what people in the gym would would generally say about you is, uh, you have a, a a pretty good heart. I mean, uh, we have this thing that uh, I was mentioning in the introduction earlier that uh, during every sp- sparring training, we would end the session with something called the shark cage so uh, essentially the one fighter would stay at the center of the ring and new opponent fresh opponents would be thrown at him every 30 seconds in normal sort of setup what you're trying to do is to do a three minute round with new opponents every 20 to 30 seconds which is exhausting for the guy who's at the center but uh, I remember that for the, the fight you were discussing we were implementing un- unlimited short cage. Oh, yeah, that one sucked, man, to be honest. Yeah, I it. <laughs> so that one was terrible because the idea was uh, there is no time limit. So it's up until you quit. Yeah. And that's really, really tough because uh, when you walk into the ring, usually you, you want to make sure that you don't get hurt and that you dominate. But at some point in this unlimited short cage, you can't dominate. (laughs) There's going to be a point where you're going to break. And that day, I think that's when we were all kind of surprised is you tapped into really unexpected reserve. Then you went on and on and on. Uh, I was very happy that I managed to last for, I think, four and a half minutes. I think Azul lasted Azul maybe was six, six and a yeah. half something like that and Rizzo was seven yeah. yeah and you went on for nine and a half minutes and and honestly the the last few minutes something kind of snapped into you you transformed I mean you were really uh, somebody else at that point it was really really interesting to watch I mean at that point I was like my mindset going into that shark cage at the time was okay whatever I'm gonna suffer anyway might as well have fun with it right yeah because uh while i was doing the sparring there i was like sticking my tongue out i was like laughing i was trying to like have fun with it mm. i think that's what helped me go through the nine minutes i felt like i could have gone longer as well if i defended myself properly i think at some point is more we gave up than you huh? yeah. uh if i recall correctly yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, that was that was really kind of epic and so uh I think in terms of your, your preparation for, for this fight, I think in terms of, of cardio and heart, now you know that you can go a long way. So I think that must be give you that must give you a little bit of a uh, of 
you must be a bit more relaxed. Not really relaxed. I guess more like concerning because like, what if he's training harder, you know? Sure. He's also like a private coach at the end of the day. That's true. So he can, he has more intellect in terms of like setting up uh, training sessions for himself. He can plan out all these things. I, but mostly for me, I always need that assistance, you know, whether it's from Coach Christian, whether it's from Theo, whether it's from my mom who used to do fitness a lot as well. So, mm. yeah. That's awesome. Your 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 parents were kind of into sports? Um, My dad, back in the day, uh, he did um, a lot of Muay Thai. Oh. And kickboxing, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but like, sadly, he's not really a good relationship with my family now. So, oh. he's kind of gone. So, yeah. Like, deceased to say. So, yeah. Mm. Then, for... I don't know whether my older brother's going to like this. <laughs> but he's to say he has he's a great fighter as well mm. back in the day at my age he would destroy me okay so, like he's he I've seen your brother the last time he's, yeah. he's he's a big dude yeah but at the time he was actually at my weight wow actually okay. lighter than that yeah he usually goes down from 70 then goes up to 80 but wow. he was a super active fighter back in the day oh okay yeah and so would, in boxing or in Muay Thai uh, mostly Muay Thai, yeah. Wow, okay. All of his fights are Muay Thai and some MMA. Okay, so when 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 he came to support you at the Legends uh, sparring the last time when, when you and I both uh, fought, is uh, he was actually able to coach you and give you a little bit of a of a look of of, of uh, actual uh, insights. Yeah, but sadly I couldn't hear anyone <laughs> while I was fighting. No, for sure. So, I mean. Yeah. During the fight, you just want to focus on on Christian. Because yeah. uh, when when I try to listen to Christian as well, it's like jab to the body, jab to the body. I can hear it, but I can't follow follow through mm. the instructions. I don't know why. It's just like, yeah, it's it's, it's a weird feeling. Mm. Have are you working on 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 that aspect with him at the moment, particularly, or is uh, it something I, you've been discussing with him? I think that's like basic, like me- like mental skills. Mm. like mentally you just have to try to get there but then mainly what I'm focusing now is uh, taking shots like David Benavides for example mm. so I want to try to fight like David Benavides but I move my head a lot so yeah mm. I see that's 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 awesome and um, also something I wanted to say about your first fight is uh, you were fighting just before me Oh, so yeah. I couldn't watch you. Yeah, sadly you couldn't I was see it, actually yeah. outside, but it was really interesting because I was I was warming up uh, and getting ready, hitting hitting the pads, um, getting warmed up to go on the on the ring. But I could hear the crowd, and I think your third round, people were shouting like quite loud. I was like, "What's going on? Is Quinn okay? Like, did did somebody got you know knocked out?" Or <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was actually a bit uh, concerned for you. Mm. Yeah. but it turned out pretty good yeah like what happened there was um, basically I was in the corner I gave him too many chances essentially you can say that because I saw that he was very tired then he like asked me to like st- it, it was weird man like he asked me to stop from time to time like he sticked his hand out he asked me to like chill for a bit Yeah, and then I, mean, I, I, I was being too nice yeah. and then I just I like chillaxed for like second half of the second round yeah. And after the third round, when he got me in the corner, because I started getting tired from there. That's when I actually started getting tired. And then I was like, oh, screw it, man. Once I land on him, I, I don't care. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's where everyone started shouting. And then, yeah. I think, but, you know, that's that's something that Christian says a lot. And, and I think he really, really has a point, which is that once you're in the ring, that's it, you know, is uh, you took the risk yourself coming in this ring knowing that you could get hurt the other guy knew as well and then if you have an opportunity to dominate just dominate you know it's it's uh that's what it is and and if the guy is really in trouble he can always stop the fight but this thing and and particularly i guess again we're we're you know we're we're beginners in the sport uh this thing of 
trying to ask a guy to relax, I would typically do that in some of the sparring sessions. If you know I'm a bit injured and I don't want to spar hard, or uh, I can ask a guy to to light spar. But if you're in a fight, you're in a fight. That's it. Yeah, that's the thing, no yeah. no mercy, man. Like after that day, like I just regretted it every time I like rewatch the footage of like him like sticking out his hand and then like me like touching his glove and being nice. And I was like, oh shit, what like what have I done, man? I could have made a highlight reel, and then this and this is what happened. Always remember, it's so funny. I was I was watching through the TV yesterday, and um, there is this uh, this channel that was showing the Gervonta Davis uh, uh, yeah. Garcia fi- uh, fight, which is a fight sport or whatever, uh-huh. and they have um, highlight reels of big knockouts going on, and one of the n- highlight knockout that they're showing is uh, when Mayweather knocked out uh, Victor Ortiz with oh, a soccer the, punch. Yeah. I don't know if you recall this thing. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Basically, Ortiz, I think he, he headbutted him, he head him or it yeah, was like an illegal was, blow. He was pissed, yeah. And he, he pretended that he was... Uh, so Victor Ortiz was kind of apologizing yeah, and Mayweather and pretended yeah. that he was cool with it and he gave, get close to him and bam! Uh, it was like left hook to the... F- to the chin or something yeah. and the guy just went down and that was it and I remember the HBO commentators at the time saying remember protect yourself at all times that's just what it is that's boxing man and and uh, as much as you want to show sportsmanship is like as long as the, the bell hasn't rung uh, you're not safe <laughs> yeah I mean the referee always says protect yourself at all times so exactly yeah no for sure so just um, looping back to the the beginning of our conversation, seems like your family was was quite into sports, and and I can hear that you know there was quite a a lot of of interest for Muay Thai for boxing in general. Do you remember the the first time that you approached the sport, the first time that you walked into a gym? Like how how did that happen? Um, in terms of martial arts, um, when I was six years old. Oh wow! Um, my mom wanted me to learn self-defense, mm. so then we went to evolve at uh, Dobigot Pomo Pomo Mall, oh, yeah, okay. which is close now. Um, yeah, mainly I did jujutsu, uh, kids classes, and I did the Muay Thai classes there. Oh wow! I think that's why I didn't really get bullied much physically in primary school because mm. I didn't actually did martial arts so yeah that's interesting I was very surprised like we had this conversation with, with Azul last week and um, he was telling me his experience of getting bullied a lot and getting picked on a lot and Azul is a, is a smaller guy than you I was very surprised again that this could happen in Singapore because you know uh, Singapore's rough man like if you if if you go to those like neighborhood schools it's rough really rough that that's what he told me. I was very surprised, you know. And it's very good in a sense to to hear and be aware of for me being being a foreigner and, and looking at Singapore through the uh, obviously a more um distant and and you know uh fresh look, so to speak. So yeah, that that's good that you were able to sort of that your parents kinda gave you that awareness that being like mastering those uh, sports, whether it's BJJ or Muay Thai, that it would give you the confidence. You would you would kind of have that demeanor that you're confident and you're not worried. Yeah, but mainly I actually went to Evolve was to make friends. Okay. I wasn't really there to like train. Because in primary school, even though I didn't get bullied physically the mental part is still there. Mm, so I, I, I didn't have any friends in primary school mm. for like the whole six years. So essentially, I always go to Evolve just to make friends, you know. But then slowly and slowly, the friends I had, they were taking the sport way more seriously than me. Oh, okay. So then after that, they just like didn't see idol eye with me. And then I did a BJJ competition. Oh, okay. Then um, first round, I lost already, so against a girl. So wow. yeah, you ha- what happened? Like your submission? Or? Um, because the rules was like three takedowns. Okay. Or then she like pulled down and armbar on me. Huh. I wasn't tapping yet. 
I was like, I still felt fine. Then they stopped it because I couldn't really escape. Okay. You know, on time. All right. Yeah. Then I did a few more classes, and I thought to myself, okay, maybe like martial arts, it's a no-no for me. Like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't suit me at all. When you say martial arts, you mean like the judo, BJJ, more like traditional martial arts, or like would you include every boxing? Martial, every martial art. Yeah. Okay, so you were fed up with it. Yeah, I was like done. Yeah. So what took you back to the sport then? What happened? Um, for a while, like from secondary one to secondary three, I wasn't like really doing anything. I was just playing games, and then secondary four came around, and then a few of my friends approached me. And they asked me, oh, you've trained and evolved when you were in primary school? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Why? Then they said, oh, we've been really interested in boxing. Do you want to join us to do boxing? Cool. Yeah, so then I did it. Um, it wasn't safe, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were. So is it is it what you were saying, that you were training with your friends like you were... Uh, at yeah. some point, you, you were not really going to a gym. It's just you guys had... Uh, Mouth guards, gloves, void deck. Oh no, and, and a no, no mouth guards. So, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. stupid. So we were in, like, at first we went to our friend's uh, void deck, like the playground. Yeah. Then like we spat there for the first time. Um, one was wearing MMA gloves. <gasps> the other was wearing pads to spar. Oh my god! So it was a stupid idea, completely stupid. It was fun but stupid. Then sure. um. When we finally got gloves, then we started sparring at East Coast Park. Okay. One of my friends is really talented, but he hasn't committed for the past two years. Mm. So, like, at all, even though I tried to convince him. He almost knocked me out the first time. Like, with a good right hand as well. Like, and that was, to this day, still the worst punch I ever took in my life. Wow. Okay. My ears were ringing and everything. Oh, my, wow. my eyes were blurry. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, because it was with 14 ounce gloves and no headgear. So essentially, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that that was a, a bit stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and hopefully, I hope it wasn't uh, concrete beneath your feet because if you if you fall, oh, it that, was that's it was bad. it was dirt and grass, so it was fine. Yeah. yeah, that's well, that's still not ideal. But uh, but that's also the beauty. I mean, you know that that's also why I find the sport so interesting is you don't need anything to train you just need a f you know a few people or just a bag and um that's why i also find boxing like uh and weta you see you see the gyms in uh, in thailand not sexy but you see the fighters coming out of there yeah dangerous as fuck animals man yeah it's crazy what they do there It's so funny because um, before we uh, before we got the fight at um, Legend uh, uh, Invitational Sparring, uh, I was actually traveling in Thailand at that time. I was in, in Samui. And when the fight was confirmed, it was like, okay, I only have like four weeks to train. So I better train hard and I have a couple of days here in Samui. I better start now. So I went to a gym And it's just so funny because it's like really just a, it's a small gym on, on on the island, but literally five minutes away is where Poatan Pereira went to to finish his camp before fighting Adesanya in in the UFC. So it just comes to show like. Uh, you don't need much to you need a lot of heart you need a lot of talent but it all comes from you like you don't need uh, fancy equipment uh, you just need to show up to commit mm, yeah. to work hard I think where I got the heart from is when I signed up for Elite last year actually so from last year onwards until like from like I guess April to November I just been bashed up, man. <laughs> like every Saturday, yeah. 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 Whether because there used to be a few fighters who was with our gym actually, yeah. Mm. If you can remember some of their names and Christian as well. So it's like every like Saturday, I just essentially I'm a punching bag. 
<laughs> yeah, so... And well, I was, yeah. No, but you... I've seen you train. You're willing to always go with anyone. Yeah. It, that's one thing that I think is very commendable with the way that you train is uh, some guys in the gym, they don't necessarily want to go and have rounds with the biggest guys, the bigger guys. Uh, you don't care. And I think that's uh, that's really cool. That's I think s sometimes it can be a bit dangerous if you're taking a bit of punishment, but uh, generally I think it's a good mindset to be like, I'm gonna test myself. Yeah, I mean, it's because like, without these tests, I wouldn't improve the way I'm improving now, mm. obviously. Like, whether I get hurt, whether I'm safe, you always have to take risks in order to get to a certain level. Yeah. And actually, I think that's um, also a very important point that... Uh, so you've been training for a little while, but how do you see your journey in the sports? Like, what exactly is your is your goal at the moment? Are you... do you, Eventually, do you want to do this competitively? You're one of the few guys who is young enough that you could potentially you know what i mean is like uh i think i'm 35 that's too that that ship has sailed for me a long time ago but in your case you, you is it something that you're thinking of at all or? um certainly for goals um if it happens it happens if i see light at the end of the tunnel i'm gonna run for it because mm. now especially in singapore finances are always number one thing mm. It's always the number one thing. So I need to think about what job am I doing? I have national service too. Mm, I have all true. this. But if I see a huge opportunity opportunity ahead of me, I'm just gonna run for it. And mm. if there's more if there's more on the way, yeah, mm. I'm take it. No, but I mean some people, you know, is um uh, there is a guy in the gym, uh, Ken. He's really good, but he's not really interested in sparring. Yeah. And he's not I want to see him fight. I want to yeah. see him fight as well. I, we need to team up on him <laughs> and yeah, convince yeah. him. I will try to have him on the show one day because I want him to to explain a bit his mindset because I think he's he's a really good. Like he's fit. He has power. He just like there's a few things he can fix, but he's really good. He's really. If good. he just focuses on the small things, he can do really well. And That's I the thing, yeah. I've never seen. I've sparred very quickly with him like maybe just one or two rounds but he doesn't really want to spar and he doesn't really want to fight and that's commendable as well you know but it's just a different uh, i think a lot of people at some point you want to test yourself you want to see you know how good your your theory is in practice right so um yeah i mean obviously the the legend event is really is really is really a good platform to to do that I feel yeah because there's no winners or losers it's just there to like for experience yeah yeah, and to prepare for like bigger things to happen yeah, yeah absolutely yeah but that that's pretty cool and I think there was also um, we were discussing before the, the the recording of this show and you were mentioning to me that uh, one of the things that speaks to you the most is probably the the values that you're taking out of the sports just beyond just the the, the the fitness aspect of it. So, so, what do you take uh, outside of of the ring with you that that boxing has taught you? One hundred percent discipline. Because if it wasn't for boxing, I don't think I would have been taking my studies seriously. I don't think I would have been doing my chores properly. Like boxing has done so much for me in general. Okay, so what, yeah. do you want to elaborate a bit on that? Because I think it's kind of counterintuitive, but how would you say that boxing has, has made you focus more, like help you to focus more on your studies or take it more seriously? Um, it's because like back in, the, back in secondary school when I, obviously I didn't actually study much. I didn't study much. Only when I was forced to like to a certain point, that's when I would study. Then once I finally took up boxing for the first time, it's like, oh, it showed me that if you work hard in something, you can obviously achieve it. Because I still, because I like, I guess you can say I had that emptiness. I didn't really have much emotion because I wasn't really doing anything. Mm. I was only like playing video games with friends, then sleep, video games with friends, sleep. So I think this is really, really essential what you're saying. And the funniest thing is, uh, 
this week I was supposed to train a lot and I injured myself a little bit so I had to, to take the, the foot off the gas pedal and essentially my, my family is away at the moment so I thought okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna be alone in Singapore I'm just gonna go to the gym every day and uh, that's what I'm gonna do and I ended up being at home not doing much and I really realized like there is something about the energy that you put in like the more energy you put out there the more effort you do the better you are at making efforts that's that's a bit counterintuitive the more you work the better the result but also the more energy you have to work it's it's very it's a bit counterintuitive yeah so how did this experience of boxing affected your sort of energy level would you say it, it so you said it showed you a little bit that if you work hard you can get good results but uh you said it also goes beyond just your academics like what do you mean by that um i guess like life in general like i never really worked hard in my life mm. ever, ever like before i did boxing like i guess you can say the breakdowns is here like in secondary school but I was super on and off for that one but then after I did boxing because like I feel like majority of the people my age because who if they were to take the same beatings as me in elite for the first year they might have quit I'm not too sure but for me I would have quit and I have in the past when I was uh, pretty much your age so Yeah. yeah for sure so yeah, then I thought to myself, like, there's sometimes where I think to myself, like, what's the point? What What's the point of doing this? Because I think we all have those points, especially for boxers. They think, oh, if I, they reach their plateau, then they can't improve anymore. Yeah. So for me, like, at times where I just keep getting knocked down over and over and over, liver shots, head shots, whatever, yeah. I just think, like, there's no point in doing this at all. Well, like, what's the hard work for? Yeah. Then one day, I think it was last year, December, I sparred with Christian and I actually did like pretty well against him. Mm. If you can remember, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Then once I saw the footage, I was like, okay, my technique doesn't look too great, but this is the first time I actually did well. Mm. This is the first time I actually did well. Then from then on, Christian asked me to fight and then I, f- and then I fought, I did, okay and then now I want to elevate myself even more mm. so then it kind of like gave me hope emotionally as well because even though majority of my family told me that like oh you have potential you have this you have that I, I didn't believe them mm. so I guess boxing was like a wake up call for me I guess if you can say and, and you know it's again uh, I think I'm going through a bit of a similar journey it's just uh, interesting that I'm I'm doing it 20 years almost uh, after you but um, I can say that definitely that something I felt through training for about a year all my life I always assumed I always thought to myself I always told myself that I couldn't that I couldn't do it basically I invented reasons excuses I invented a lot of uh barriers that held me back and right now i'm having this realization that not only am i able to do it but the fact that you know i did those three times three minutes at uh at at that particular fight i stepped in the ring yeah that was like a big big achievement for me and it also makes me look at all of the struggles i have in my life in other areas and think wow how much of this is something that is actually difficult to overcome and how much of it is just me giving myself excuses like i never it never really you always hear it you always hear it no excuse oh, you have uh, to be yeah, tough you, you always hear yeah. like the the you know the the american movies with the the football coach and whatever but you know i feel like in boxing you live it very early on in your journey and I think uh, I've done quite a few sports that have taught me other stuff I've done rock climbing for a while Uh, I've done other things in the past never 
has it been more obvious to me the amount of potential that we all have that we just simply don't envision that we don't tap into that we never we're never pushed to those limits and we don't know what's beyond those limits but i can tell you the day you did that infinite shark cage and you went nine and a half minutes we realized oh wow that guy has much more in the tank than what we thought so i wouldn't really say it's physical stamina i would say it's mental yeah it was all mental when i did that so can i ask you something we were so we were preparing together for our first fight we're doing the camp together we're training going pretty much all the sessions we were seeing each other almost every day at some point uh to me the hardest part of that journey was definitely uh mental preparation and i think you probably remember one time we were training um and i think you you knocked me down yeah. and i was so frustrated i stormed out i was so angry and i feel ashamed now and i really want to apologize actually for for christian and everybody like uh, but i just uh, I couldn't manage my emotions and I realized how much of boxing is about managing your emotions. Did you feel the same difficulty when you were preparing for the fight about dealing with your with your own emotions? I felt like my breakdowns was not really like breakdowns. It was just me like contemplating myself a mm. lot. Like, you were not into it, you mean? Like I contemplate myself like um, why am I not improving? Why am I like not doing well? You know, mm. what what am I doing wrong? Because I remember at one point when I was sparring with Christian, I was like Christian was saying I was going too light. Then he like, you remember when Christian he fractured his hand? Yeah, I wasn't there that day. I was actually yeah. traveling. So then, but like, I saw the picture. Yeah. So then, like, he was like getting super pissed off because I was going too friendly. Cause mm. and I was and I'm gonna have a fight. I shouldn't be friendly. Mm. So then he just went at it and to like kind of wake me up. And I was like tearing. Then after like after I got knocked down, it, like a standing it. Then I, I just swung because I just got emotional at that point. Yeah, it wasn't even like technique. It wasn't like me being composed. I was just swinging. Yeah, because I was like sick of it, man. Yeah, it sucked. But I think you know it's a. Uh and and to some degree i mean how much it's difficult for amateur fighters like us cuz we know nothing but it doesn't seem like it get necessarily easier as you become bigger in the sports i mean last week was the uh, Gervonta davis versus ryan garcia fight uh, yeah. and in round 2 honestly i think a lot of people think and i think i think Garcia kind of talked about it that he kind of he kind of lost his cool in round two and he started to be extremely aggressive and he thought that he could you know get away uh, with being very aggressive and and just pushing tank and and maybe get the win a quick win and I think he lost his he lost his game plan he threw it out the window and and eventually it came to to bite him in the end so yeah. uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly I think it's just based on the 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 small uh, headlines I've read and stuff like that, but uh, would you say would you say that that's the hardest part of uh, being in a fight is actually to keep keep your composure, keep, stick to your game plan? Um, early on when you train, one hundred percent, yeah. But the more you keep training on and on and on and on, your mental game would one hundred percent keep getting better. Mm. like through sparring through training through mental preparation because usually I would actually meditate a bit at home yeah not necessarily meditate like just try to like do a lot of self-reflection mm. and that's what like kept me stable throughout this whole like training sessions for fights is the self-reflection I feel like self-reflection does like it doesn't just help in boxing it helps in like life in general like whatever stresses you have whether it's studies whether it's like sports boxing basketball soccer anything like self-reflection works and I don't think 
many people actually do self-reflections? I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that night that I'm referring to, that night where I really kind of broke down that training, I came back to my to my house, and uh, shout out to my wife actually. I, I I spoke to her about it, and I I told her what happened because I was really I was very emotional about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And she actually gave me and taught me um, a lot of those sort of uh, uh, how do you say. Um, relaxation meditation and visualization techniques oh yeah and it was really helpful and from that day onwards the following time when i went to to the gym and started sparring with you uh, i completely switched my my out the way i was seeing it wasn't as much about me fighting against you it was me fighting against my own uh, defects in a way and I was kind of looking at it as you being a mirror of my own uh, uh, skills in a sense yeah. or lack of skills but so that was like that was massive for me that was a big big mm-hmm. change for sure I mean that's what a lot of people in the industry say when you fight in the ring it's mostly you fighting with yourself so yeah what type of um inspiration do you do you draw from who who are the big uh fighters that you've been sort of trying to emulate or doesn't have to be necessarily fighters that are very well known but i'm I'm just curious like who 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 are your heroes uh back in secondary school um knowing my immature self me and my friends obviously watch crossover boxing but mostly known as influencer boxing mm, sure so yeah like the Jake Pauls the KSI's sure. the Nissan Gibbs but I kind of gone past that I just watch it for fun mm. but the more I go in depth into like the pro scene for UFC like MMA it's Daniel Cormier okay he has a very inspiring story he lost his daughter then like while he was doing the Olympics mm. and he had to like push through that as well and for boxing it's Caleb Plant actually oh okay Caleb Plant, he actually got kicked out of one of his gyms due wow. to financial issues, which I can actually relate to a lot because me and my family kind of struggle a bit with fin- financially as well. Oh, wow. So then, yeah, so I can relate a lot to Caleb. Mm. So yeah, that's why I look up to him a lot. Even though he's not the perfect fighter, even though people only know him for his, like, you know, his like fancy style, his Philly Shell style, mm. I really look up to him a lot. I don't know about him that much and I didn't know about Daniel Cormier's life. I mean, I knew about the rivalry with, with Jones oh, yeah, at the iconic, time when I was, yeah. you know, I kind of sort of followed the UFC 10 years ago, dropped off, picked it up now and it was it was really interesting to see what those guys had become in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of the, of your own, what are the, things that you would like people to draw from you when they see you fight? What what, what do you hope you convey as a, as a fighter? Hmm. Let me think about this one. Um, I guess they want to... S- not necessarily an inspiration, but like... I want them to see me as like an example that you can perform well as well. Because mm. I don't think I feel like there's a lot of people my age at the current moment who are very down to say. Because that's, that's why a lot of them are... Luckily, I'm not doing any of these. Like, dumb, There's actually a lot of people in Singapore my age doing like drugs, doing like vaping, smoking, weed, like all these like, mm. bad things. Um, this is not like a anti-drug campaign, but... Yeah. No, but uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I I experienced this as well at my uh, at my time. Yeah. So, and if you hang around those people, even if they're nice people, uh, sometimes it's a bit heartbreaking that you feel like uh, they're not they're not aware of their own potential. Yeah. So like they just cope by doing like other things that just ruin themselves, mm. which is like I'm very against. Like, this kind of thing. Which, obviously, like, one part of me is, like, I shouldn't be, like, 
a busybody, I shouldn't like get in their business. Mm. But another part of me is like, if these guys are like my friends, like it's like just like a must to like help them, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, uh, that's yeah. The real friends are the ones who are willing to tell you when you're messing things up and when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're on the wrong path. So, absolutely. I guess like in terms of like family matters in I guess that's what like helped me like get into boxing like like prepared me mentally for boxing is my family matters so like financially especially like once actually everything was fine until like COVID period hit Mm. COVID ruined a lot of people yeah so especially my family because my family has five kids Okay. I have four siblings. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. So and, then we. Are, and we what were, yeah. what does your your family do in for a living? Uh, my mom for now she's doing grab driving. Uh, she's trying to get a degree in uh, real estate, mm-hmm. which is actually very hard to get into. I'm sure. Because even though she passed the test, like she still somehow got rejected. Huh. Which is weird. Yeah. And. Yeah, the rest of my siblings, they, most of them are doing art, uh, art-related things, mm. like animating, tattoos. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah so, so all of that, I guess, yeah, all of those type of activities are heavily, were heavily impacted during COVID, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but, like, the surprising thing is I'm the only, like, one that can't do art at all. <laughs> out of all of them yeah. <laughs> uh, there has to be one huh? I mean in every family uh, there's always uh, in an artsy family there's always one guy who uh, yeah that, that's I'm sorry man that, that <laughs> just happens yeah it is what it is so, so yeah during COVID period like oh it was horrible like all my plans for like graduation was ruined e- like everything in general was like ruined for me like I didn't have anything to do I was isolated at home I'm sure yeah I couldn't even go and that what that taught me a lot is going outside is huge privilege huge privilege especially since doing boxing now imagine like I can't do I can't even go to the gym to box like this is like so unexpected as well you know like that's the thing it was super unexpected so what happened like how how did you guys manage it because I mean uh, as you said, it was it was it must have been really really hard. Uh, we didn't manage it well, but we still got through it, luckily. So yeah, we just kind of like had to like persevere through it. Yeah. Mm. So everybody kind of had to pull their own weight, and uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, and so, would you say that generally sports and boxing was also something that? Uh, help you to keep your head down or was it something that uh, uh, really you got back into after COVID and you were like okay now I have to oh generally it was because enjoy like I was just like so bored until like I just like I had to find something to do mm. so then after my friends approached me it was like literally like the perfect timing as well because mm. that was when like influencer boxing was like everyone was watching it as well <laughs> so then I could just like I could just like do it for fun yeah makes sense so and it elevated me to like where I am now which if I were to tell myself back then um I'm fighting actively I'm like going like up levels like actually going up levels I don't think uh like him back then would actually believe me which is again i feel like uh, it's 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 a great thing that you get to experience this at the age you're at because it's a very it's a very good period obviously and uh, uh that's uh yeah that must feel pretty good to to see such a big change in such a small time and um yeah i just hope uh, it's it's gonna help you to continue in in a very positive direction uh, of seeing that whatever you want to accomplish you're you just need to work your your butt off, and uh, yeah. you can make it. So you will be fighting again at the Legend uh, Sparring Invitational Ten, which is twentieth twentieth of May. Yeah, that's right. 
uh, if people want to keep in touch with you, if they want to follow a bit what you do, uh, do you want to share a little bit about where people can uh, can follow what you do? Or um, If you really want to track my journey, I suggest following our gym's Instagram at uh, Elite Coach because I um, honestly, I don't post at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. That's a very good... Uh, actually, you're... Yeah, you're captured pretty much at every training. So yeah, that, that's so. a good idea. And if people want to see you at the uh, for the legend fight, so uh, how does it work? Can you tell a little bit the listeners how, how should they go about? Uh, all right. Attend? So basically, um, you just have to go to Legends Tampanese. And if you see the gym there, there should be a counter over there that's like selling all the tickets. Mm. I think like, I think yeah. you can probably buy tickets in advance, but yeah, tickets are yeah, sold at the door. It, yeah, you can book it at the website. Yeah, Legends website. It's quite cheap. I think it's about fifteen dollars or it's, something like that. Yeah, fifteen dollars per person. Yeah, and it's it's an entire afternoon of fights. And honestly, you know, I brought some people who were not going to the gym previously, and now they both signed up and they're training. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's, if if you want to bring your friends, it's also a great way of, uh, of catching up and, uh, and potentially uh, break a sweat together. Yeah. Thanks, man, for coming on the show, I particularly on a yeah. Friday. Thank really you. appreciate it. Uh, I won't see you for a while, but all the best. Right. And um, yeah, you'll be cornering the guys in at the ultimate beatdown in uh, in Malaysia as well, is it? Oh, no, sadly I won't because ah, okay. I really want to focus on this fight. Yeah, yeah this fight is more personal for me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to it. Uh, I'll definitely come and support you. And uh, for everybody following us, I'll see you next time in another episode. Have a good night, man. All right, thank you. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to Fighters in the Making. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help the show, you can share us with your friend or give us a tag. You can find the show on Instagram at Fighters in the Making. You can also help us by giving us a review on iTunes or following the show on Spotify. Finally, you can find all our episodes on our website, www.fightersinthemaking.com. We'll see you next time for another episode. And until then, train hard, stay healthy, and enjoy the journey.